Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose show, where we put your health and happiness as our number one priority. I'm your host, Carrie Faith, and I'll be sharing a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to create your masterpiece called Life. I believe that with faith and inspired action, anything and everything is possible. And when you combine it with purpose, there is absolutely no limit to your success. I share my own personal struggles and triumphs while exposing global perspectives about happiness, health, and well-being. We combine talks around spirituality, psychology, and self-development to align your mind, body, and soul. Together, we connect, create, and transform from the inside out. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, tea, or if you're anything like me, a glass of water, or perhaps even some champagne, while we carry faith on purpose together. Hello and welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. This week we have a beautiful soul joining us. Her name is Sudabe Mokri and she is so aligned with the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast because she helps women discover their divine life purpose and helps them follow their dreams and create the life that they were born to do. She helps them break free from limiting thoughts and beliefs so that they can create an impact, manifest their desires, and emerge into the best version of themselves with the help and guidance of her just divine being and spiritual self. She is going to talk with us about how to guide ourselves to overcome challenges and obstacles that are inevitable in life. And she is an author, a speaker, a coach. Uh, She is a course creator. She is an angel and she's here to help you create manifest and emerge into a better version of yourself. She has a few books that you will be able to find in the show notes and will be discussed throughout this episode. She is also a contributor or will be a contributor to the Healers Are Leaders virtual event on March 20th of 2021. And if you are watching or listening to this after the 20th of 2001, then you will be able to find pre-recordings of her and perhaps be invited to future events where she will be a keynote and contributor with her gifts. So without further ado. Hello, Sudabe. Welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. Thanks for being here. And I am looking forward to seeing where the conversation unfolds. So would you like to introduce yourself to the audience for me? 
Yes, Carrie, thank you so much for your time. It's an honor to be in your presence. Uh, we have known each other for a while now, and we are aligned in our uh, path and what we are doing to uh, serve uh, the world. I appreciate that. My name is Sudabe Mokri. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, um, holistic wellness coach, and a spiritual life and business coach. Oh, I love it. You know, I call myself a spiritual coach as well, because I feel like, you know, you can do all that outer work, but until you go deep and really tap into a different level of who we know that we have been our entire life, we don't really reach that highest purpose and potential. And I know that you and I are so aligned with helping, guiding women to reach that next level in life and business. So, you know, recently, I just want to share with the audience because it's so first and foremost on my mind that um, we both live in Oregon, right? So we're connected that way. But I feel like Something higher than me has led me to meet you in this virtual space, although we both are physically not too far away. We've never met in person. So what do you think that it is that how we met each other? Who who or what brought us together, do you think, in this virtual space? Uh, thank you for asking this question. Um, I believe, uh, and that's what the basis of my teaching is, and you know that, um, create, manifest, emerge. Uh, we are constantly creating our thoughts, our beliefs, our words that the words that we whisper to ourselves is constantly creating and manifesting our reality. When I wake up in the morning and I want to connect with people that they are like-minded because we're, I, I am only one person, you're only Carrie. How many people can I touch? How many people can I reach to share my message? We need to work because I call it light workers. We can't become our spirit comes to earth so we can grow, evolve, and we have uh, the messages of love, compassion, and peace that needed in this world. So when I wake up in the morning and all of my thoughts and my beliefs is based on attracting people that they are like me, I, I am, uh, you know, I hear a lot from people talk about, you know, their Facebook, there are lots of, you know, negativity is in there. I look at my Facebook and I'm not saying those people are bad, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I look at my Facebook and my friends and uh, even in virtual setting, I always attract people that they are aligned with who I am. So we manifested that there is a power out there that I believe I call it God or divine source creator, whatever people they want to call it. And when we focus and decide that we want to um, focus on and walk the passion that we have, that we are born with and the life purpose, the divine life purpose, we are going to attract people that they are going to help us. Either they are going to be our students so we can teach them or we are we are the student that we can learn from other people. So that's what I believe. So true. You have definitely been a guiding light, I feel like, in my life. And 
just, you know, a little bit of vulnerability. Like I had to break through a lot of my own fear. I feel like in changing my course of life. And one of those was um, leaving my hometown, my home state of San Diego, California, and moving to Oregon two years ago. And I had so much fear of doing that, mainly because it went against a lot of my values in the sense that family was a really top value and my family was there. But it's really what I feel like what we resist the most is really where we must persist and push through because on the other side of it is like so much light. And ever since you know, I pushed through that fear, which it was even hard to think about it. It's like people like you and all the light workers and, and, and the light of the world has been brought to me. And I feel like we have been brought together. And so those are the signs that I know, like I'm on the right path. But when, if someone doesn't know they're on the right path and they're questioning like what is next next or even having a lot of still uncertainty in this you know COVID-19 era what are some of the first like tips that you give your clients that are kind of stuck in that fear mode or uncertainty uh, thank you. That's a great question. Um, we all have been affected in 2020 with COVID one way or other. I mean, I don't think anybody can say, no, it was the best year of my life. Well, there were good things happened and, you know, there are something happened that brought us. But I believe from uh, my perspective and the life that I came from a place and a culture that grew up as feeling not good enough and not worthy enough. And I didn't uh, belong. I look at my family, my cousins, they were tall, they were beautiful. And I perceive that I, I, was, I wasn't, uh, I didn't matter. I wasn't beautiful. I wasn't significant. So and could you, if I may interrupt really quickly, could you tell the audience, because this is them a recording on the podcast, where you grew up and where you're from? Because I think that's really instrumental in your life story and your life purpose. So just quickly. Yes, I am originally from Iran and I moved to America 30 years ago because I was an activist. My husband at the time, we were married and he was an activist and we need, he needed to escape Iran. And it took me three years to come and join him. As wow. Well. And so just that. that is an amazing breakthrough, I feel like, of, of coming to a country that you knew nothing about, you didn't speak the language, and how that was probably going against a lot of the values in your own life, perhaps, of your upbringing. Was that true? Absolutely, because I... Um, Never thought that I would, you know, leave the country because I I was very very sheltered. I did, didn't know I that I could even go buy a pair of shoes. And this is an honest truth. I never went and bought a yeah, purse or a clothes. I had to go with my mom. And when I got married, it was my husband. Although that I was an activist and I participated in um, a demonstration, which in that demonstration when I was 19 years old and the revolution took place that I got captured, tortured and beaten into a coma. And I was in that coma for a, for a week. 
Um, every challenge that I experienced, uh, to answer your question, I lost my father when I was 13 and I experienced a long journey of depression that added to my feelings of not good enough and not worthy enough. And when I came to America 30 years ago, I came to, after three years to join my husband at the time, uh, we had two children. When he left, I was pregnant with my second child. And when I came here after three years and after the loss of my brother that died in a car accident, I came here and I found out that my husband had a different lifestyle. And uh, the first thing that came to me, like, I don't have a worth. I don't, I am nobody. My kids can live because they have their dad. They have their uncle. They have their cousins. They have their sister because he had a family here in America. And the first thing was like, I wanted to end my life again. Mm-hmm. Um, going through the process. And of course, you know, I survived it came to me, I started, I said, okay, if nothing is going to uh, kill me, it should make me stronger. <laughs> and it was in that um, place that I began searching and researching because I wanted to know why I survived everything that I experienced. And it seems like God, the creator, have saved me over and over again. Okay, okay, if you're not going to take me, then show me the way because I um, didn't have any family support. My husband left me with two young children. I didn't have money and I couldn't even speak the language. Wow. And people brought exactly what you were saying, Carrie, into your life that you got, you became, you know, attracted um, and attracted people that they are uh, helping you and they are aligned with what you, who you are and what you believe. It was my journey. I, if my neighbors uh, came to my rescue, like, who are you? What, what are you doing? And when they helped, heard my story that I was stuck and I didn't know what to do and they came to my rescue. And going through that, I decided like I was open to whatever that came because, you know, when you lose everything and there was nothing else I could lose and I wanted to um, feel relief from that pain and, and depression and anxiety and the darkness that I was in. And I, when I ask, and that's what I uh, talk about when we create and manifest, I ask, I constantly ask, and I didn't know about the angels or the spirit or any of them, but every time that I would come home and I would turn on the TV, there was Oprah talking about books. And I was so passionate. I was just so thirsty, so hungry to learn everything. And I would go buy the book and then I would follow that author. I would go to their workshop. I mean, I literally traveled around the America and places and the cities and different states because I was so thirsty and I wanted to learn more. So. I love that Oprah sort of was your opportunity to overcome the obstacles. Were there any specific authors that really you feel like stood out above all of them that, you know, she would endorse and that she, the books that you read, what were maybe some of your top authors that really were the most transformational? 
Um, Louise Hay and Hay House and all of the authors, uh, I talk about it in my first book, Angel Nightingale, about Louise Hay and how um, the authors that helped me and all the books. The first book that I started reading was Creative Visualization by Shaktai Gwen. And I learned about that. And when I was going to nursing school, um, I was having, because English was my second language, I was learning English while I was attending nursing school. I was a nurse in Iran and I had 10 years experience, but the school and learning the language and get becoming, you know, getting my um, um, registered nurse license and become be able to work here, it was tough. So I had this anxiety that uh, I am gonna fail. And uh, um, one of the counselor in the school um, showed me and started working with me uh, with guided meditation and creative visualization. And that's part of my, both of my books, actually, I talk about it a lot. So when people are uh, feeling stuck, the first thing that they need to do is just acknowledge where I, you need to acknowledge where you are. Um, my life was destroyed and <laughs> I needed to build something else. So the first thing was I acknowledged, okay, the life, the fairy tale that I wanted, it, it's over. What now? And then they can ask the next question. And these, all of the information is in my second book, Emerging You, all the step-by-step tools. The first time you acknowledge where you are, then you go like, okay, what is next? And you sit down and um, and that's what I did after uh, reading a lot of books. And uh, one of the books is about uh, Jerry and uh, Abraham, Jerry Hicks and uh, talk about Abraham and these collective energies that talk about like start uh, talking and asking and working and journaling about what is it that you want to create? Because majority of time I see like, I hate this life. Because You see what I'm saying? I hate this job. I hate this relationship. But we never talk about what is it that I want. So if we just change that verbiage and how we talk to ourselves, instead of saying, I do not like this job, or it says, I would love to work with a place that has X, Y, and Z. And that way, just sitting in uh, creating that space, embracing that pain, embracing that um, sorrow, the challenge, whatever that you're experiencing. I used to get mad at myself. Like I wanted, I didn't want to feel that way. Nobody wants to feel down. I wanted to be happy, but I couldn't. We cannot go if it is dark right now. We cannot ask for sunshine. It is going to take time for the sun to come up. So it's our journey is the same thing. First, something happened and you don't want it. You don't like it. You have to sit down and see what is it that I want? And that is going to propel us to open the door. Literally, it just like the doors were opening up. I was learning English and my advisor, my teacher, um, came and say, who are you? What is your story? And I told her like, okay, in this school, we have a nursing program. Let's just go there and talk with the advisor so she can help you to apply and learn. Am I making any sense here? Absolutely. I mean, how often I feel like even I catch myself in not using the right questions And, you know, sometimes I'll catch myself saying I'm stuck, but really 
it's not that you're stuck. It's just a war that you are using that is really, I feel like negative energy, because if you feel stuck, it's like, not that you're actually stuck. It's just that you're lacking the awareness of opportunities, because I really do feel like the obstacle is the opportunity. And you have been such a warrior in your life and overcome so much that nothing is taking you down. I feel like you will not settle for being quote stuck. I mean, at times, yes, we might be lacking the guidance or the answers, but even just asking the right questions, which you provided in your book, Emerging You, and I will share it in the show notes, is such a good tactical process to go through. If you ever catch yourself, like I do, saying, I'm stuck or I'm not quite sure what is next. It's really just asking for help, right? Absolutely. And and it is okay to say I'm stuck because we have to embrace our feelings. This, my body, my mind is telling me I'm stuck. Okay, what is it that I want? I am stuck. And that's the first step is to acknowledge, acknowledge where you are, acknowledge what thought comes to you, acknowledge how you feel, this anxiety, this, uh, you know, gut feelings and all of those things that is telling you that you are not on the right path. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of women and men feel, quote, stuck momentarily, but then you have other emotions that are um, associated with it. Like I should be shameful for feeling stuck or I feel guilty or I have fear or anxiety and all those compound and make it even worse. Is that not true? I mean, yes, absolutely. It's just the thought that what we think becomes that emotions. First, we think it before even we can translate because we are energy. The energy of the thought becomes the words that comes out of our mouth and we feel it. When I feel like I'm scared, I feel that. But what I am trying to say, and I agree with what you are saying 100%, we have to first step is acknowledge this is where I am and I'm scared. What is going on in my life and I'm scared. I lost my job. I don't know what to do. That is, you need to go to acknowledge that part because if we don't acknowledge where we are, we, we don't know where, where what we want. So we have to say, this is where I am. I don't like it. It's okay. No shame, no guilt, no nothing. And say, okay, what is it that I want? And I tell that in a story when it was in 2008, when I um, love my job. I, I am a nurse and I love my job because I help people. And uh, for some reason, I wanted to bring more integrative therapy modalities, other healing modalities to help my patients. And where I was working, it wasn't possible. So I uh, sat down every night, literally, and I wrote about what is it, the kind of job that I wanted. I didn't know if it was a business that I want to create or I'm going to work for another company. I wanted to work with a place that honor integrative therapy modalities, which is like hypnosis, guided meditation, relaxation technique, aromatherapy. And to be honest with you, the whole story, I'm not going to bore with you, is in the book, but um, I found the answer. But the answer came to me. There was a job 
another company that I needed to work with that was 100% aligned with what I was. But I had to pack everything that I had from Oregon and move to California. And I did. See, that's the thing. The guidance comes, but we have to be ready to take that leap of faith. I worked for that company for four years. I went to learn from them. I became a consultant in integrative therapy modalities. And I taught and I worked with other practitioners and taught patients. And that's why my first book, Angel Nightingale, is filled with the is three part, uh, my life in Iran, my life in America, and the stories of healing with my patients. And I talk about exactly what I learned in four years from that company and how I implemented into my nursing practice, working with my patients. Wow, that is a miraculous story, I feel like. And I know I've read your book. It is fascinating how much you have overcome and then how much you have helped others on throughout your journey. And I love that really what it comes down to, too, is asking for what you want. And I do that every day in my journal. I write, I have four questions, but one of them is, what do you want to receive today? Because I feel like as givers and healers and light workers and women and mothers, we just want to give and give and give. And that missing link sometimes can be asking and having the ability to receive. I know the book um, by Abram Hicks is, what is it? The Art of Receiving or Asking? Ask, Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. That book was confirmed everything that I knew growing up and really life-changing. I'm going to add that as well. Ask and you shall receive. It seems so easy and so simple, but really life is easy and simple. If you implement these simple tools that, you know, we've gone through I would say hell and back for lack of a better word, just gone through a lot of struggles in our life and it comes back home. It comes full circle. Absolutely. I completely understand. That was the book that got me the job in California. And uh, when four years um, done, uh, I have children in uh, Portland, of course, and I uh, left my home. Uh, I was paying mortgage here and I was renting in California. And uh, what I am trying to say that that is how you need to have the faith and trust in the process, because we are constantly being guided by intuition, by our power, the spirit, the divine source, the creator, God, whatever you want to call it. We are always getting the thing, but we uh, say, no, who am I? I mean, I came to um, America. I didn't know. I didn't have anybody, no money. I couldn't even speak the language. I could have packed everything I had and go back to Iran, but I didn't because I knew that there was a reason, better life waiting for me. Somewhere deep in the middle of all the darkness, I knew there was just one small little pearl of light within me that made me, okay, let me try to see what comes. And that has been the basis of my um, training, my teaching, and from my life, because that persistence, that faith, and that trust, trust in myself, 
trust what I hear, trust the universe, that everything is going to happen. And that's how I wrote my books. Uh, English is my second language. I didn't grow up here. I didn't go to school here. And that's how I wrote my second books. So it's just trusting the process. When I learned that I was able to heal and I have the um, gift of energy healing that I feel that the palms of my hands become warm and I can be that conduit and the channel for the divine light to go through me like you're plugging the you know the cable for the tv to start that power that's how I am and I allow that and I didn't know what does it what did it mean I just trusted and I helped my patient that they were in distress when I was working night shift and I used that and I helped patients the thing is just one know where you are know what you don't want know what you want and be be hundred percent say I will do whatever it takes if it takes that I don't know what I'm doing with these uh, warm hands and how to help my patients I'm just gonna say okay show me the way if I have to um, get this something that go to back to school and get a degree, I will do that. When I um, in six years ago, when I came back to Portland, I knew that I needed to create my business because there was there is not such a um, agency workplace that I can be the consultant and help people. So I have to create that. And that's, I like, I, I want to, I want to know more. I want to learn more. And then I went and I work five days a week, eight hours a day. And every weekend for six whole months, I went and learned to become a, a certified hypnotherapist because I know the mindset is our mind gets in the way so I can learn more. And also I can help more. So when, um, the guidance comes that I was actually in a seminar in Hawaii when I got that uh, intuition. Um, I was uh, attending um, um, Angel Miracles of Working with Angels workshop for three days for a week in Hawaii. When I learned the message came to me, like you need to go become a hypnotherapist, and I did. It was it hard? Oh my god! <laughs> and I was in my fifties. I am not a, a teenager or 20 or 30. I was in my 50s and I did it. So the message that I have and sharing my story, not to say I am this superhero, I'm an ordinary person. I just followed whatever the guidance is. And no matter how hard it is, I just push forward. Take one step. That's you, all I have to say. You are an extraordinary person. I would not just call you ordinary because I feel like just ordinary people have that thought, have that calling. They know they want to do something, but then they talk themselves out of it. You know, I, I see this all the time. And even I found myself doing that in my 20s and my 30s. And really, I was talking myself out of it. But it wasn't even my voice. It was someone else's voice. I feel like an old belief, an old, you know, someone else that didn't believe in me, it became my own lack of belief. And so when we can really just, I would say, let go of that, let go of 
that attachment to old self versus new self and just recognize like you had that thought, you had that idea, you had that dream for a reason. And you and I, I know, work with um, women and entrepreneurs to do exactly that. Um, Or, you know, I don't, I am assuming that you work with entrepreneurs or just, you know, women that know they're made for more, have that idea, but are questioning and not maybe just not questioning, asking the right questions. And so when you can tap into that inner tuition, is there any type of like sensation that you're going after for the, for any of the listeners? Or for me, it's like, I have it, you know, in my gut, it's almost like a tingling, like I get tingling in my fingers. Um, The goosebumps are those um, signs that our intuition is speaking over our old beliefs of ourselves. Yes, it's just like a, it's very simple, actually, is it a thought that pops in our mind. And um, um, I uh, shared it with uh, yesterday in my workshop, um, I was still learning English. And uh, I was in the campus that had, uh, you know, the classes for English and the nursing program. So the thought popped in my mind, and I didn't question it. I was just so like, I I just went with it. The intuition, when it guides us, it just like it moves us. Literally, the thought popped in my head, like, let's go and talk to the dean of nursing program and ask her because um, I needed to learn English and have at least a year or two of prerequisite classes to complete before even I apply for nursing program. That would have been like five, six years And uh, the thought was, just go talk to the dean of nursing program. Tell her your story, and maybe she can lead you in the the program. I mean, for someone that doesn't, you know, speak English well, and from another country, that thought, I I think about it right now, like, wow. And that's how powerful the intuition is. I went there, uh, the receptionist, I said, I want to talk to Maureen. Um, I want to, you know, see if I can get into program. And she was available. I didn't even have to make an appointment. I went there and talked to her, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes. But something within me was making me to convince her. I said, I promise, this is my, my situation. I have two kids to take care of. I don't have time. I promise you, I learned the language, I will take prerequisite classes, and I take nursing course. She looked at me like, who are you? And I said, I promise you, I am, I'm a hard worker person. You let me go in. If I f- get less than B, I'm not talking about failing. If I get less than B in any of my classes, you expel me. Wow. And something within me made convinced her and something the divine source that she believed in me and she let me in i finished the nursing program that could have been six years in one year and a quarter no i cannot I believe that i but, did you know when, when you're hearing your story i feel like and just rec- recollecting all of my experience in life is when 
logically the decisions didn't really add up. Like you said, it would take five or six years to finish for my own life when things logically didn't make sense. And just like all the barriers that look like from outside to other people, they just disappear. And I feel like that's when we're really tapped into the higher purpose. And when we're just propelled forward and we don't have to like work hard and hustle and worry and stress about things, we're just, like you said, guided. It just becomes easier. That's when we're in flow is why I teach uh, my clients how to really get into the flow. You just do it and everything else, it's like you're floating on air. It's just the trust where you, and that's what I always uh, tell my uh, clients to start journaling because you journal like today, this is, this thought came in my mind and I did it. And this is the result that I got. And the um, ego or the mind, uh, when it comes the worst, one day I feel, oh, I should do that. I'm like, no, I'm scared. Well, I should do that. No, I'm scared. And that is the intuition is always the same information. Sudabe, you need to do that. Sudabe, mm-hmm. you need to do that. It's never say, when I say I am, and then when you feel like, well, I don't know if this is something good. And I could feel anxiety in my stomach because I was deviated from the source that tells me you need to take this route. You need to take this path. And that's the way I um, distinguish between something that is in my mind that just comes out and like, oh, I don't know if this is a good thing versus the guidance of intuition. And I'm talking about 30 years of experience for people that they are beginners that they need to just trust themselves gradually. And that's how I did. I started journaling. I journaled every day. Something happened and I would go and look back and say, oh, that that's the message that I got. The thought that came to my mind, and I followed it and it happened. And then you, it's just like when we meet people and even though they're they are very, very nice and something in your gut feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can trust that person. Mm. That's a gut feeling. There is a reason because we can't always trust everybody. And, you know, we all wear masks. You know, we all try to do our best. And that is the gut uh, feeling, the intuition. Like I like, for example, I have I have heard from many people in relationship. Like I knew I shouldn't have trust that person, and but I did it. I went to a, a relationship. I knew that I should have left, but I stayed one year, two year, three years, ten years. And all of these things, uh, the guidance is very strong. We just decide that, no, it's easier for me to be to stay in that uncomfortable place called comfort zone <laughs> rather than taking a leap of faith and become uncomfortable because the result is what we want. So very true. I What really stood out to me was in your distinction, like it, when you feel anxiety in your gut versus intuition, when you really start like becoming aware of that feel physical feeling, it does feel different, right? Like that anxiety feels almost like, well, it's negative energy, but it's even almost in a different place in your gut. I feel like, because it's associated, like for me, it's like more of that 
heart pounding and then intuition is just almost like a like a butterfly almost like fluttering it's really interesting and also looking back in maybe some bad decisions that I have made or you know even the listeners think back to maybe decisions that didn't turn out to your benefit like you said a relationship or um, even whatever it was like for me it was a few partnerships with outsourcing, you know, in business, it was like, hmm, I guess something did not feel 100% right. And it was all those learning opportunities to say, okay, well, next time you have that feeling or thought that something might feel off, just trust it. I think that's a really common word that's coming through is trust and the faith. And becoming aware of what truly is in your heart and in alignment with that. Is that what you would say? Absolutely. And let me tell everyone, I have done those. I have had intuition and I didn't listen to it. I stayed in unhappy, unfulfilling and trust me, abusive uh, relationships because I didn't know there was something better for me. I stayed in that toxic work environment because I didn't believe that something better was out for me. I am not here to tell you that I always had a good result because I always followed the intuition. No, I'm human. I have made that mistakes. That's what I am a teacher. That's what I write the books like. And in my books is all of it. I go in detail that the um, lessons that I learned from every relationship, whether it was family relationship, partner, romantic relationship, or even work environment, I share everything. I'm very honest. I'm very vulnerable because I want people to know that I am not like what Tony Robbins says. I'm not your guru. <laughs> it's, it's just I have made, uh, you know, I have made the decisions that they weren't right for me. I didn't follow the intuition, but um, I don't have any regret because I learned a lot from them. I learned that I need to trust myself more and I need to be, and I, it came, some of those decisions came from a place of that I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not deserving. So we settle down. We settle down in what, because we don't think that we are worthy of something better. And then I realized that, no, I, I, I am worthy more. And I explained in my books that about how I went through a place that they were laying off everybody. And I went and I said, no, you have to, if you want to keep me, you have to pay me more. And I got more raise when the company was laying off people. So these are um, the places that if you make a mistake, for example, we call it mistake. If you make a decision that the result is not what you want, don't regret, don't uh, dwell on it. Just say, okay, I learned my lesson and I'm going to pay attention next time. We are constantly learning. We are constantly uh, growing. We are constantly evolving. If I am not dead, I am still going to uh, make different decisions and I'm going to learn from it. That's uh, what I want to tell every everybody that's listening. Yes. I mean, that's what I say in the introduction of the podcast is that 
and why I created the podcast really was because I had this thought that I wanted to be a podcaster and it just was sticking around and it kept popping up and popping up and popping up. That was my inner guidance and my inner intuition. And then I thought of, I had the idea of carry faith on purpose and it wouldn't leave me. It just kept repeating and repeating. And when I was going through the steps to start the podcast and uh, with a course with um, my mentor, Michelle Soro, it was the week of, okay, we're going to name your podcast. And I just had that same thought. It was like, I couldn't even think of any other name because I just kept going back to that one. So obviously that was it. And it's like, don't question it. If you have something on repeat, like that dream or that idea for a business or whatever, it's like, that is your intuition saying you must do this. But I think just paying attention to where that feeling of not enough, that feeling of, and how it shows up, right? How unworthiness or our doubts show up in our life is when, is really the first step is why do I have that doubt, right? Why, and and it shows up in different ways and tricky ways, because like you said, we're always learning from our mistakes of, oh yeah, I shouldn't have listened to that or that held me back. And I'm trusting that you don't have to do it all alone. Like that's why you and I are in these positions to help other people because we feel like, you know, we are brought up in a system, at least in the United States of, stick to your own work. Don't look at other people for help. Figure it out on your own. Almost even feel ashamed if you don't know the answer in school and make mistakes at home. No, we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve. And it's just such a beautiful thing when you can open up to that and receive it. Absolutely. It took me 15 years to um, decide that, okay, I have to write my book, my first book. And I published my book and I was so excited on all uh, social media platforms. And then I became bullied and I got scared. And then I got death threat that, you know, go back to Iran. We are going to kill your uh, family or children or whatever. And I allowed that fear to hold me back. So about four years, I stayed in that little uh, place that it was filled with fear. And then when I had a dream that one night that I need to start writing my next book and I uh, had no idea what I'm going to write about, I um, wrote the chapters. I wrote everything. I was able to publish it in less than six months. So uh, and that's what the power is. We can we at any situation any time in our life, any day, we are always in control. We feel we are, we don't have control. We feel hopeless, but we are in control. We make that decision to choose to not go back to school, to not to write the book, to not do whatever that we want, we need to have in order to get to the result that they want, creating a better life, or just become uncomfortable, work a 12-hour shift and come home and start writing and working with that editor or go back to school, no matter how old you are. All of these things, <clears throat> we have the choice. It's, it's that... 
ability of free will and that we have so many more choices than we really realize. And so if anyone is feeling guided to further contact you and work with you and read your amazing books, which I highly, highly recommend, Emerging You and Angel Nightingale. Yes. Uh, We'll leave that in the show notes, but how can someone work with you and learn from you? Yes, um, thank you for asking. I have a website, sudubeymokri.com. They can reach me. I am also on Facebook, uh, sudubeymokri. I'm on um, Instagram, sudubeymokri. They can send me a private message. Um, I also have the both books are on Amazon. They are on ebook and uh, they are print, uh, whatever that they feel like. And uh, I am a print person. I'm not an ebook person, to be honest with you. I'm old. <laughs> and uh, also, I have two virtual courses that they can take on their own time. One of them is a four week virtual course of Manifesting with Angels. And the other one is a six weeks course of the path to freedom that they both have uh, a lot of audios that mixed with the guided image meditation, guided imagery and hypnosis, how to let go of the past, because we need to let go of our past thoughts, feelings, traumas. Uh, before we can attract more positive and then how to attract more positive. There is uh, all these uh, videos and audios too, because we need to change the mindset. And that's how repetition, listening to audio every day helps that to let go of the past without going to see my mom did this, my husband did this, my father did this, without this, just letting go. And that allows them to let go, to bring healing energies to uh, connect with inner child that we lose because we keep hearing that you need to grow up and we lose that sense of playfulness, imagination, creativity that children have. Uh, Connecting with divine source, with intuition, how to awaken the intuition, how to um, um, understand the energy centers in our body, chakras, how to align them, how to balance them. Because uh, mindset is one part of the equation, our body, but we also, the spirituality. The spirituality is very important. It has nothing to do with a certain religion or believing in God or not. And this spirituality means about this powerful spirit within us. We need to connect with that because that spirit is that the one that has wisdom and guides us at the intuition. And that way, if we are not balanced energetically, spiritually, even it doesn't matter how much we work with the mindset, we are not going to be able to create the result and manifest the good stuff, the positive stuff that we are wanting and we desire in life. So they all go together. To me, it is all about manifesting the positive energy that we wish to see in the world. And when that's why I believe that the spiritual work that you're doing and spreading is the most vital for this transformation and change that we must create from the inside out in our lives. So I want to thank you for sharing your energy with me and the audience and I look forward to having uh, in-person events in the future here in Portland and around the world. 
Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that as well, Carrie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe, rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.